0: If you are interviewing with a company right now and you're having a hard time, I urge you to please keep your difficulties to yourself. One of the people that I mentor, she recently got ghosted by a company a few rounds into the uh, job process. She was applying for a scrum master position and she had the certification, she had the credential I have been helping her with her interview prep. I had actually provided, I've been providing for some time career uh, counseling. I helped her go from um, a business analyst role to a senior BA role. And then like a year later, she was a scrum master. And unfortunately, uh, within a few months, she was the victim of a recent layoff. So I've been working with her for almost two years and just, I'm very happy with her progress and whatnot. But unfortunately, I don't know what happened. I think because the layoff, um, maybe it caused her some undue stress because she wasn't expecting it. Her, her confidence has really taken a hit anyway, moving on. Um, so she's kind of in a vulnerable state right now. Her, you know, self-esteem is a little low. She's a little desperate because she has, you know, obligations, much like many people, unfortunately against my advice against all training. Um, she sort of overshared with her recruiter during this job process. So she was applying to, um, uh, um, what was the term? I, I had it, not automotive, the other one, the one that flies. Um, airline company, I guess. air. Um, I'm sorry, I'm having a weird... Um, I'm struggling. I feel like it was an airline. Aerospace? No, no, not aerospace company. It's, I don't know, uh, one, one, of the, one of the airlines. Um, I feel like I had a really fancy word for this, and, it, and it's bugging me because um, when I was going through this in my head earlier, I had some term. But anyway, so she was interviewing for, for some airlines for, you know, a scrum master role. And they'd done a few rounds, um, but she hadn't heard back about the final round they told her uh, that she would hear by, you know, a certain Friday. Uh, they did not get to her by Friday. So she came to me, she said, Hey, Muhammad, I'm a little stressed out because like, I feel like I've put in so much work and you know, they told me they would get to me by Friday, close the business. I have heard nothing. I've checked my spam. I've checked my phone, voicemail, everything is working. Um, you know, it's not that I have missed something. I told her, I said, look, I can't tell you how many times people have said, I'll get back to you by the end of the day they get back to me the next day. Sometimes they say I get back to you by Friday. Just wait the weekend. You'll probably hear back Monday, maybe Tuesday, okay? Don't don't rush it. Don't stress it. Just take it easy. She does not take it easy. So she does wait until Monday, and I applaud her for that. But by Tuesday morning, she sends out some email talking about um, how the layoff has put her in a little bit of a um disadvantages uh disadvantaged position financially because unfortunately for whatever reason um she's been having some difficulty with, with her unemployment application um I can't really speak to anything beyond that I just know that um her finances are a little strapped and she's also not getting any sort of external aid so she mentions that she's kind of financially um, desperate, and she, you know, she could really use this job. It's really important for her. She gets this job, and I think she thought maybe if she told the company, "Look, I'm desperate. I will be wholly reliant on you. Go with me. I don't have any other options. Right? I am guaranteed to stay with you. Um, so let's make this happen." I think she thought that the company would be like, wow, this this employee will never leave us. Right? She's relying on us. She needs us. Right. We know she won't go anywhere. And if we interview other people, they might have other offers. She will have no other offer. Like it's guaranteed. She is. Uh, you know, she, she's needy. Right. She's needy. Uh, I don't know what's going through her head and desperation. Unfortunately, it makes a lot of judgment, a lot of wisdom just go out the window. So I don't I don't hold it against her. But she told me she had done this after the fact. And I told her, I said, that was a very poor move. But I said, let me tell you something. If they get back to you despite this, I said, I will, you know, I will admit that I was wrong. And in addition to my admission, I will let you know, though, you also got lucky. So I was wrong in this situation, but you got lucky. This would never happen again what ended up happening was she heard back later that week and the recruiter actually told her, Hey, so we're just not like, she said, I'm sorry to tell you this. I was going to tell you by the end of this Friday. And she said, if you go back to my email, I told you next Friday. And I meant not the last Friday when you were expecting my response. She said, I meant this Friday. Cause we were still doing interviews earlier this week and we had none of them now. She said, I'm sorry to tell you, you were on the short list. And now we've reprioritized, you know, our process, and needs. And and when I looked at the email, because she sent it to me and she said, hey, can you translate this? Like, what are they really saying? I said, honestly, I said, my understanding is that they were considering you. You didn't have the job, but they were, you were sort of a finalist, right? A top contender. Um, They're not admitting what went wrong, probably for liability reasons. But I said I get the gut feeling, having re, uh, read this and trying to read between the lines, and being a little bit paranoid. I have the feeling that your email really hurts your case. I said you think that by showing you're desperate that the company would be like, yes, we want the desperate person, the one who needs this the most. You know. I said no. What the company sees is, first of all, when you tell a company that I'm only inter- my, you're the only ones interviewing me. The company is going to think to themselves, and I don't want to say the word loser, but they're going to think to themselves that this person's a loser. Right? Which is not that's not a good word to use, and it's not a good way of thinking. But that's what they're going to think. They're going to think, how come this person is so desperate? Right? People don't like desperation. When they hear they're the only ones looking at you, their immediate thought is, what's wrong with her? What did we miss? What aren't we seeing? Why are we the only ones interviewing her? She must have applied to other places. Why haven't they gotten t- in touch with her? What is wrong with her? She is some damaged goods, right? There's she is not an asset. She must be a liability. So don't ever tell them, oh, I'm only interviewing with you. No, 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 no. All right? You don't have to tell. You don't ever have to tell the company who you're interviewing with, but let them know, right? If if it's appropriate, like if it makes sense. Sometimes it won't make sense, right? But if it makes sense, please tell them, yeah, I'm in play with, the. you know, I'm having a few conversations. Never tell the company you're the only ones interviewing me because it's just, it kind of makes them wonder, why are we the only ones interviewing her, right? Like, why? why would that be? Another thing, you never want to tell a company that you're financially disadvantaged, okay? First of all, if you ever do get the job, you know, there's no salary negotiation. You're going to get the minimum, okay? Another thing is that a company, when they know that you need money, guess what? They now know that if you get an extra dollar per hour somewhere else, an extra $2,000 a year, an extra $4,000 a year, even extra $1,000, they are going to look at you that, you know what, this person, if they need money so badly, the second they get an offer for more, they'll just leave, right? If that's the situation they're in, right, where money is everything to them, um, this person will just leave, uh, jump ship. So why should we go through this whole process in song and dance if uh, they're not going to be in it for the long haul? So these are just, these are just a few reasons and it's really unfortunate because she has a lot of value to offer and I have made a few introductions, but she's, she's reached a point where she's a little, um, self deprecating in her speech. You know, she, she's actually started blaming herself for not getting a job at this point. And it's only been a few months, which is long time to be without a job. And a long time to be, you know, you're going through your savings. You're not getting unemployment. I mean, it's a very, very difficult situation. Um, But it's important to keep boundaries no matter what. It's important to be um, professional. Professional being, I have emails where I say, yes, no, I'll get back to you. I don't send these long paragraphs to my recruiters. Like When I talk to the recruiters, I say that day works for me. Or I have a time conflict. We need to reschedule. For this day, this time, talk to you then, bye. You know, I try to be very curt. I try to be very to the point. I don't like my emails to be more than one sentence, right? Again, this is just in, in the job process, not at, at work. At work, I'm not just sending everyone uh, one-liner or something. Um, but she, you know, I've taught her how to communicate, and she used to have shorter emails Now. She'll show me the email she's sending recruiters and it's long paragraphs that are very, very sad. And I'm just like, you don't need to share your whole story, your whole business. None of this it's not relevant. Please just you keep your boundaries. Tell recruiters what they need to know, right? Just set up interviews, communicate information, respond to questions, right? That, that That's it. Please do not. They are not charities. You're, the recruiters are not there to do you a favor. They're there to serve the needs of the company. The company needs a resource. And if if you tell this someone in HR that oh I'm a desperate person I'm in this situation ta ta, ta guess what? When you leave in the short term, right? Um, for more money somewhere else, managers don't usually blame HR. Well, actually, they do. Um, they don't usually question HR, right? But someone might be like, you know, did you know this person was a flight risk? Like, was there any indication? Did they mention anything? They're not HR. Isn't going to bring you know lie for you. They're going to say yeah no. Well, she did mention she was desperate for money, so it makes sense that if she got a better offer, she would just get all Um, Yeah, just search a case, right? Just keep everything and in, in, inside. Share what's personal with people who are personal, right? Share with your friends. Share with your family. If you're having these doubts, having some issues, um, you're not going to work through it with human resources. They're not going to work through it with people who are interviewing you. Uh, it's only going to hurt you. So I beg anyone listening to this hate my warning when dealing with recruiters, your story, your needs, they don't matter. They will not move you up or down the list, right? They can't because at the end of the day, it's all about who is the most qualified credential. If you have a sad story and you think HR is going to push you up, guess what, right? Hiring managers, while they don't always go to the, the candidate list, if a hiring manager, you know, only gets five candidates and one of them is only in the, you know, the top five because they had a very sad story and there's cancer involved and homeless or what have you. Um If they go through the five of them and, you know, only like two are actually decent, the hiring manager might be like, you know what, can I go into the ATS? Can I go into our application system? Because I, I feel like we're such a good company that these five cannot be the best if only, you know, because only two of them make sense. So the other three, I want to disqualify them right away and i i want to go back through our pool and see maybe you missed some hidden gem so if they see that you got moved up right or if they see that you were promoted and there was a some other candidate who made more sense hiring manager is not going to be happy he is not going to be happy it's happened i have seen it where you know the recruiters not because someone asked but sometimes recruiters just make a little bit of an oversight human uh, the hiring manager goes into the system and he tries to see okay you know, let me look for some better candidates. And sometimes they find candidates who kind of applied, like, you know, very, very late in the game and recruiters didn't really see them. But it's just a minor annoyance. The hiring manager will be like, hey, how'd you miss this? Whatever, life goes on. Um, but, yeah, no one will move you up the list. It's very rare. It could happen. But they they just don't need this this headache, right? They're not going to help an external applicant, Over the needs of, first of all, their company which employs them, but also this is just a theoretical relationship you have, right? You could become their coworker in the future, you probably aren't, right? Those are just the chances. They're not going to jeopardize the relationship they have internally with other departments and program heads. um, For applicant who's very eager, who's desperate, they're just they just can't help you out, right? It it doesn't make sense in, in any capacity.